Greetings in Jesus' precious name. Now, you may have seen on the uh, schedule that uh, Brother Nelson Showalter was uh, scheduled to be here this morning. He is having a rather severe uh, back problem, a disc problem in his back that is affecting, uh, in a serious way, his leg. And uh, so he uh, talked to me maybe close to a couple of weeks ago, uh, figuring that he would not be able to make the trip. And so I agreed to take his place here uh, th this morning. The whole world is being tested in a new and fresh way in the last several months. You realize that uh, this, this virus, uh, God has somehow allowed it to, to go pretty much around the world. And all the nation, many of the nations are being tested and tried. Um, it's something we personally do not have control over, of course. And it's something that, that the Lord, the sovereign God, has allowed. I've titled the message this morning, Turning Tests into Testimonies. Yes, turning tests into testimonies. Now, naturally, as things go, not only are we tested around the world by this, this um, COVID-19 uh, in this day in which we're living, but uh, different people have different tests from time to time. And of course, it was, we were just reminded and we know of the, the tests that Elvin and Melanie have had in the last number of weeks and many people have been praying for them and we're so glad they can be with us uh, this morning. And some of you have had other tests uh, in your lives, in your families, or in your personal lives. So I, it's appropriate to ask us as ones that say we're, we're following the Lord Jesus and his example, in our tests, have you produced a positive testimony? Has a God-like testimony come from your, your heart? Has it come from your eyes? Has it come from your lips? We can turn tests and trials into positive and godlike testimonies. I want to look at a couple of verses here at the beginning that I won't ask you to turn to. Uh, you know well the accounts I'm reading of. And so when I, when I read these verses, you will know rather quickly who is speaking or who, who is being spoken about. But just an example, early on in the Bible, uh, a couple of examples of, of people that were test, tested severely. And look at their testimonies. Listen to these words. Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years into which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. 
And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. Wow. What a testimony from Joseph. These tests and trials that you have had that the whole world is having in these last couple of months are people turning it into a positive testimony like Joseph did when he was so severely tested and tried. <clears throat> I must read a couple of more verses from this same Joseph. And you know these come right near the end of the book of Genesis when Joseph said this. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. The test you've just had, the test we are having, do you see that God means it for good? We can. Let me remind you of one other Old Testament character that had such a, such a positive testimony in the time when life was so difficult for him. This is what the Bible says about this character. And he said this. Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Wow. So maybe in this last while, because your your tests and trials, maybe some of us have sinned. Because of our attitudes, because of what we've said, because of how we've acted, maybe we've sinned in our tests and trials. The Bible says that Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly, when everything had been taken away from him. Furthermore, the Bible says this concerning Job. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. And I repeat, 
Maybe some of us have sinned with our lips in the midst of our tests and trials recently. Maybe so. Just to read one more little verse about this Job, and it says this. Job said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. And so I ask myself and I ask you, are, are, are we maintaining our ways before God in the midst of our tests and trials? <clears throat> I invite you to take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 57. Psalm 57. Psalm 57, according to our Bibles, um, this is of David. When he was fleeing from Saul, who was trying to take his life. And in that kind of test and in that kind of trial, this comes from him, Psalm 57. And this is what he said. Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Let me just pause right here before I read on and, and say a couple of things, and that is this. We plan to do some extra singing this morning. That's one of the things we've missed in these months of not meeting in a normal way together in church is singing together. And so maybe we can make up for a little bit of it this morning. Um, but um, we'll sing some songs uh, that pertain to this subject that we're talking about this morning. But as you, you may have been reminded already of a song, uh, Under His Wings, that we'll sing in a few moments. But there, in the last part of that first verse, Psalm 57, it says this, In the shadow of thy wings will I make my, my, make my refuge. Uh, by the way, uh, in Psalm 17, we have uh, the phrase, uh, uh, Under His Wings. Uh, that's in Psalm 17. But here we have in the shadow uh, of his wings will I make my refuge. And then he said, until these calamities be overpassed. See, one of the scary things, if I can say it that way, about this situation that the world finds itself in right now is so all the unknowns. All the unknowns. That makes anything difficult at times to, to bear. We don't know how long this will last. We don't know if it will crop up again in a great way. We don't know if it will touch another great population maybe that it hasn't touched yet. We don't know how long we will have to go on like this and in these strange ways. Until these calamities be overpassed, we don't know how long that will be. Let me continue to read. With verse 2 now, I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all these things for me. 
He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have digged a pit before me into the midst whereof they are fallen themselves. Selah. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. And let me just stop there. And I said we will sing especially this morning. Uh, but here, and, and I believe in another psalm we'll look at, he talks about singing. I, have you been singing extra in this last couple of months? You see, when, when David was in these difficult situations, when he was being tested especially and being tried especially, we have recorded in his own words that he, he sang and he encouraged others to sing. At the beginning of all this, a couple of months ago, I encouraged you in, in one of the emails to, uh, when we can't meet together in a regular way, maybe you can take some extra time singing with your family. Um, and even though we haven't, we are meeting some on Sunday mornings, but haven't started other times yet, there are, there are still those times. Uh, you know, uh, when we normally have services, often Sunday evenings, Wednesday evenings, uh, maybe you could I'm just remind you to t take some extra time and, and sing in these difficult times, in these trying times. Verse 8. Awake up, my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations, for thy mercy is great unto the heavens, and thy truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. That's a psalm in the midst of very trying times for David of years ago. I trust there's a song on your lips too. Well, let's sing. Let's take our song books uh, and turn to number 400. And for those of you that are listening in on the telephones, um, we will be singing out of uh, John D. Martin's purple book, The Hymns of the Church. And so if you in your home listening in on the telephone have that book handy, you can take your book and turn with us to these songs. And yes, you can try to sing with us. Now, I grant you, those of you on the telephone this morning, that uh, <clears throat> probably uh, you won't be able to hear the congregation sing here like I will be able to hear them. Uh, maybe you will be able to hear my voice. And so if it doesn't sound very good, uh, you can either... Uh, uh, give me the credit for that or either blame your telephone system for the the bad sound of the singing okay uh, let's turn to number 400 in hymns of the church
A number of these songs this morning that we'll look at have refrains or choruses, and in many cases we, we will only sing the, the refrain or the chorus after the last verse. So on this one, uh, let's wait until we get to the, after the last verse only to sing uh, the two lines at the bottom. Under His Wings, number 400. <clears throat> By the way, um, if there's any of you, uh, maybe they'd have a, a, a couple of books side by side and you could share a book with somebody that doesn't have one, that would really be nice. Uh, I see a couple of men in the back maybe that don't have a book. Uh, Mr. Edmonds, you have a book, do you? And uh, so if you could just look around, if, if there's any way that you can help someone have a book uh, that doesn't have one, that, that would be great. Number 400, Under His Wings. Sing the refrain after the last verse only. <clears throat> la la, under his wings I'm safely abiding. Though the night deepens and tempests are wild, still I can trust him. I know he will keep me. He has redeemed me and I am. Let's turn to one other song, and that is number 466. Number 466. <clears throat> In hymns of the church, 466. Be not dismayed, whatever tide, God will take care of you. Again, let's sing the uh, refrain, the chorus, after the last verse only. 466. <clears throat> la, la, la. Be not dismayed, whate'er betide, God will take care of you. Oh. 
care of you. No matter what may be the test, God will take care of you. Lean weary one upon his breast, God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. Yes, he will. Think of Jeremiah. Jeremiah had so many tests and trials. He had the gospel of, of righteousness to, to preach in the midst of sinners. His message was not received well at all. He was persecuted. He was tested and tried. And then we have that little book of Lamentations that he wrote. It is him crying. It is Jeremiah weeping for, for God's people. Weeping because of their sins. Weeping because of the tests and trials that he was finding himself in. And yet right in the middle of that little book of Lamentations... We have words that we must look at this morning. I invite you to Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations and chapter 3. The crying, the tears of Jeremiah. And here we have these, this powerful confession and testimony. This wonderful testimony out of tests in the life of, uh, of Jeremiah. Lamentations chapter 3, and I begin reading at verse 19 and read through verse 41. Lamentations three nineteen. Remembering mine affliction and mine misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. We will sing that in just a few moments, but let me read on. And you see right around this verse, there are several phrases that, that, that show up in that song, Great is thy faithfulness. Continuing with verse 24. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. 
It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. He sitteth alone and keepeth silence, because he hath borne it upon him. He putteth his mouth in the dust, if so be there may be hope. I stop there and just help you understand the first part of that verse. He putteth his mouth in the dust, and that simply means he speaks in a humble way. Maybe in this time of testing and trial in your life, God has taught you, God has told you, hey, look, there's something, there's this part of your life that you're not humble about, that you're proud about, that you're trying to take on your own, that you think you have your own strength to get through it. And he's bringing something to humble us and to bring us to reality, to what is really real and true, that he is sovereign and we are little and he gives us strength to go through these difficult times. All power and glory belongs to him. We need to recognize that. And so verse 29, he said, I speak humbly. Verse 29 again, he putteth his mouth in the dust. If so be, there may be hope. He giveth his cheek to him that smiteth him. He is filled full with reproach. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. For he doth not afflict willingly, nor grieve the children of men, to crush under his feet all the prisoners of the earth, to turn aside the right of a man before the face of the Most High, to subvert a man in his, his cause, the Lord approveth not. Who is he that saith, and it cometh to pass, when the Lord commanded it not? Out of the mouth of the Most High proceedeth not evil and good? Wherefore doth a living man complain, a man for the punishment of his sins? Let us search and try our ways, and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. That was the testimony of Jeremiah in his trials and tests. So let's turn to our songbooks now and sing, Great is Thy Faithfulness. It's number 155, number 155. One fifty five, great is thy faithfulness. Again, we'll sing the chorus, the refrain only at the end of the song. <clears throat> la la, great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be.
Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth, thy own dear presence to cheer and to guide, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Yes, amen. I want to read to you something. And that is this, the newsletter of Sharon Mennonite Bible Institute just came in the mail a couple of days ago, and I've placed them in your boxes in here. Now there wasn't quite enough copies for every box, but there's something in here that I want you to read and to take note of in regards to this message this morning. In, in dealing with with tests and trials. And so I made some copies of this article that I'm reading. I made some copies and laid them on the table in here. So when you go through your mail, look at it before you leave. And if you do not have a, the monitor, the Sharon Mennonite Bible Institute newsletter, then pick up a copy of it there on the table. <clears throat> the copies that I made from pages one and two of, of this newsletter. So the lead article <clears throat> in telling us about how they had to deal with this lockdown and so forth and distancing and so forth, they, had, they had chose to, uh, well, not really they, but, but God really chose this title that they used for the beginning of this, of this paper, this, this article, and that is this, Open Hands, Open Hands. Have you stood like this in these last couple of months when you didn't know what to do? Has your heart been like this in these last couple of months when you didn't know what to do? Fourth term opened February 24 with 72 students. There was a lot of enthusiasm with a full student body, five graduates, missions conference, a three-week Western tour, and more. Student council selected a theme of poured out as wine. 
The first half of the term went according to script. But then came COVID-19. On Monday, March 16, the first day of the second half of the term, we closed campus to all visitors and asked the students to stay on campus except for obtaining necessary items. As time progressed and the effects of the virus expanded, our plans became increasingly uncertain. One by one, they were poured out as wine in ways we had not expected. It became a real-life learning experience that took us beyond anything we could have learned in the classroom. The three poems on this page are part of the product of this difficult journey. As you read, ponder the struggle behind them and your own struggles of the past weeks. And those poems are on the copy that you can read when you go home. Three poems by students there at SMBI. Only God knew that there would be a phrase in all of these poems that would be the same. And I believe that is open hands. As they, the students found themselves locked down, couldn't go and come, couldn't have visitors, what can we do? It's out of our control, God. And they went on through the term with open hands to God. Let me finish reading the article. It continues on the next page. If you read the poems on the front page, you probably noticed a theme of open hands. While written independently, this is no accident. It is one of the significant life lessons that God was teaching us as one by one, dreams and plans were stripped away. Visitors and travel, friends and family for graduation, choir tour, and finally recording and an optional three-week special term that was briefly considered. It was a painful but rich time as we went through the struggle together. A verse that also became a theme for the journey was, Stand still and see this great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. 1 Samuel 12, 16. It certainly is not easy standing still and waiting, but again, it is such an important life lesson. So many times in life, God asks us to just wait and trust. When we rest and seek God, it changes our perspective in so many situations. Despite all the losses, we were grateful for the experiences God allowed us to have. In cooperation with the local Pennsylvania State Patrol, the SMBI Association kept us in session until we finished the term on April 2. We were able to live stream graduation and a closing choir program. We stayed healthy. Nearly three weeks locked down together on campus allowed us to experience brotherhood in ways seldom possible. God truly did do a good work 
that only eternity will fully reveal. Obviously, COVID-19 has not gone away and does not seem like it will anytime soon. There are plenty of struggles for all in many different ways. As we continue this journey, live with open hands. Watch and listen for God's work in your life and around you. Discover what He wants to do in and through you. Trust and rest in the one that holds yesterday, today, and tomorrow in His capable hands. Let's turn now to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. <clears throat> Another Psalm of David. In my Bible, and probably in many of your Bibles, it's entitled, Trust in the Lord and Be Not Afraid. I, I said already it's kind of scary looking to the future, and one of the reasons is because we don't know what lies ahead. We don't have experience in this. No one really does. But trust in the Lord and be not afraid. David didn't know what was in the future for him at various times either. And yet he sang, and yet he wrote songs, and yet he wrote these words that we have recorded that we can be comforted with today. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. After I finish reading this psalm, we will sing a couple more songs, and one of them is, Hide me, hide me, Savior, hide me. We will sing, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Continuing to read with verse 6, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing. Praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. 
Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Well, let's sing, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Number 531. 531. Remember the repeat near the end of the song or at the end of the song. <clears throat> la, la, the Lord is my light, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength, is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though an horse should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days, all the days of my life, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days, all the days of my life. Amen. Yes, amen. Well, let's sing Hide Me, uh, number 477. 477. 477. Let's sing the, the chorus or refrain on each time on this one, after each verse on this one. <clears throat> Number 
la la hide me oh my savior hide me in thy holy place resting there beneath thy glory oh let me see thy face hide me hide me Oh, blessed Savior, hide me. Oh, Savior, keep me safely, O oh Lord, with thee. Hide me when the storm is raging or lies troubled sea. Like a dove on ocean's billows, Oh, let me fly to thee. Hide me, hide me, Oh, blessed Savior, hide me, Oh, Savior, keep me safely, O oh Lord, with Thee. Hide me when my heart is breaking with its weight of woe. When in tears I seek the comfort Thou canst alone bestow. Hide me, hide me, O blessed Savior, hide me, O Savior, keep me safely, O Lord, with I think we'll look at just one other scripture this morning and then uh, I'll have a closing song. But let that be, uh, that scripture be uh, Romans chapter 8. You can turn with me to Romans in chapter 8. Romans in chapter 8. So, Paul is probably thinking of various things in his life, various things in the lives of others that he would have known about, difficult situations, not only difficult situations, but, but difficulty Difficulty in the body. And maybe there's some of you here that have physical ailments that are trials to you, that are tests to you from time to time. Apparently, the Apostle Paul had some physical ailments that were testing him and trials to him. And so various things could be applied here, and he probably had various things in mind. 
may the Holy Spirit take whatever is troubling you, whatever you're tested with, whatever trial you may be having or trials you may be having today, and uh, bring those things to your mind and realize uh, the fact that they are for now and for temporary, but there's things in here that uh, cause us to look to the future where time will be no more and where God will take care of everything. So may the Spirit speak to you in whatever your needs are as we look at this scripture from Romans and chapter 8. I will begin reading at verse 16. Romans chapter 8, beginning to read at verse 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. You see, he's already used the word suffer there. He's already suggesting some difficult things. And I've suggested that it may be various things that you and I could apply to our day and to our lives now, as he was doing at that time. Verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption unto the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit itself helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I must just stop there and comment for us as we think of that last verse. I dare say in many of our trials and temptations or tests and trials and especially in this one that the world is going through in these last few months when it comes to praying sometimes we hardly know what to pray we hardly know what to say we don't know God's will and even in the tests and trials in your personal lives sometimes I'm sure you don't know how to pray you don't know what to say to God you're not sure what God is doing with this. You're not sure what God is, is teaching you and what you're supposed to be learning. And so therefore, it's hard for you sometimes to pray in the, in the midst of, of tests and trials because you don't know what to say. Look at verse 26. I believe if your heart is pure, if my heart is pure, if we want to learn what God is teaching us, if we will be open to it, then even though we don't know what to say, we don't know how to say it, 
The Spirit can take up where we leave off. The Spirit can take up where we don't, where we stop because we don't know what to say. And the Spirit can to go to God for us, as it were. So let me read again verse 26 and then continuing. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then, we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Praise God. I want to close by singing, God Moves in a Mysterious Way. Number 162. 162. One hundred sixty-two. Let's put a hold of fermata at the end of the first line. <clears throat> la la la. God moves in a mysterious way. His wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take, the clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head.
Judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust him for his grace. Behind a frowning providence, he hides a smiling face. His purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. Blind unbelief is sure to err, and scan his work in vain. God is his own interpreter, and he will make it plain. Maybe someone has a word of testimony you'd like to share before we before we have closing prayer, is there anyone who would like to share a word? Lord, we confess uh, this morning that uh, we don't always understand. Many times we don't understand what's happening. We, we confess also that you have been so faithful and so good to us. We confess that you have blessed us so, so abundantly. And when we think of the world at large, we know that we've been blessed so abundantly. Lord, uh, help us to be good stewards of all the things and all the ways in which you've blessed us. Help us to be good stewards of, of the things of life. Yes, help us to be good stewards of the tests and trials of life. May, uh, may you uh, live in us and we allow you to live in us in such a wonderful way, in such a close way that, yes, our, our tests and trials would turn to positive testimonies for the good of many and for your glory. So I pray for the world leaders, for our government leaders, not only local, but yes, around the world, in dealing with this crisis that we are in, this that, that we consider a crisis. Lord, um, I pray that you would somehow give them wisdom, that it would be a means of turning many to you, realizing their helplessness and realizing that you are sovereign and in control. And may that bring souls into your kingdom help us lord to be a little part of that of that work in jesus name i pray amen you are dismissed